Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It is another edition of Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Thursday, August the 6th as we come off. Getting to watch two Phillies games yesterday. We had a high and a low, the win in the first, the loss in the second, but it was fun to have a full day of Phillies baseball after the lack of it that we've had this season to get 50% as many games as we had gotten all year in one day was was a lot of fun, but uh, it certainly ended in a frustrating way. We'll dive into it all as uh, Phillies win the first game 11-7, to but unable to put it away, we'll get into it, which ultimately in in a way factored into the 3-1 to loss in game two. A lot of things to, to feel good about yesterday, but also... Some things to feel real bad about, and uh, I think just ultimately, you know, through six games and and playing the Yankees again tonight before Atlanta this weekend, so the schedule not doing them any favors, not giving them any breaks, but um, I think that, uh, you know, it's very clear that through six games, the biggest story with this Philadelphia Phillies team is this bullpen is not good. This bullpen is not good, and it is a uh, a major issue for them moving forward. Let, let's dive into it game by game, and then we'll get into some more macro discussion points. Game one, finally, we get to see this Phillies offense pour it on. Uh, it's just been uh, it's been dormant for the most part to start this season. We talked yesterday a little bit about the some of the struggles we've seen, but they get it going in game one, uh, putting up an 11 spot, and turns out they would need the 11, but... Um, it started out, it was actually pretty impressive because they get down early. They're down 3 nothing by the end of the second inning as Zach Wheeler took him a little while to get settled in, struggled early, then then pulled it together and, and finished strong. But the Phillies fought back. Uh, a Bryce Harper two-run shot in the uh, in the third inning made it 3-2, to and then the Phillies would add two more in the third. Phil Goss on a bases-loaded walk. They, he's been so hot they wouldn't even pitch to him. No. Uh, tied the game up, and then uh, Roman Quinn legs out a, a – Potential double play, uh, you know, that's what speed speed can really help in those types of situations. Ends up beating it out, and uh, and the run scores four to three, and then the Phillies start pouring it on. Uh, at JT homers in the fifth to make it five to three. Then the sixth, they just explode. A Reese Hoskins RBI single, Harper grounds in a run, Romuto and infield single to score a run. Kingery, his first meaningful contribution of the season, a single. Scores around and then Didi Gregorius reach on infield single to make it eleven to three. But um, you're feeling pretty good at that point. The offense getting going. McCutcheon scoring a couple runs though, still struggling to put the ball in play. Hoskins, we'll get to Hoskins. I'm not feeling great, but the Harper homer was great. JT with the homer and a, a nice game 
on base four times, you know, the homer, and then, then on base three other times. Um, Segura, a single, got, got involved. Um, but ultimately, uh, you know, the offense still, we, they'll go dormant in the second game. We'll get to those problems. But at 11 runs, you feel very good about that and your chance to win the game. Unfortunately, uh, after Wheeler gets done, Wheeler goes six innings, three runs, two of them earned. Um, only two strikeouts to two walks. You'd like to see a little bit more of strikeout stuff, but Wheeler definitely didn't have his best stuff today, but battled through and, and after the early struggles was able to get them through six, which was clearly necessary because then they went to Austin Davis and all hell broke loose. A Aaron judge three run, a home run, the, uh, the capper making it 11 seven, but, but Davis was just awful. And Trevor Kelly, uh, struggled as well, ultimately to the point where the Phillies, it's 11 to seven with two runners on. And we're talking about a home run, making it a one run game. It got to the point where Joe Girardi was forced and whether you agree with the decision or not, and we'll get into that. There's a lot to talk about with the bullpen decisions, much less the bullpen, but ends up warming up Hector Neris and bringing Hector Neris in to get one out. And normally, you know, that's not that big a deal, but on a day where you have to play another game and you could really use having your one guy that you truly can count on in the bullpen, ready to go for that second game. When you're up 11 to three, heading into the seventh and final inning, that is incredibly, incredibly frustrating. It's a frustrating thing to have happen. Ultimately, you know, getting the win was most important. The Phillies needed to win one of two today. The Phillies needed to win one of two yesterday, no matter what. We all know that. Um, but they had a chance. They were in the second game. We'll talk about it. But Aaron Nola gave them a chance in that second game, and they're just unable to to get it done. And and ultimately, the decision to use Neris ended up coming back to haunt them because he was – I'm guessing unavailable. I don't know why Tommy Hunter comes into the seventh inning. Uh, you know, the again, last inning. It's weird to say seventh inning and talk about it like it's the ninth inning, but this case it is. that A tie game 1-1, like I don't know why you wouldn't use your closer there if he's available, your best pitcher there. You can't get a save situation at home anymore in that situation. So, you know, use your best guy. So I'm assuming – I'm going to give Dre the benefit of the doubt that Neris, because of the warm-up, early in the first game and then having to granted he only threw one pitch and got the one out and that was it that's all he needed but i'm guessing the warm-up to to get in there it was maybe too much to have him go in game two but it ended up coming back to bite them game two let's move forward to that the phillies lose that one three to one and, and just a really incredibly frustrating loss on multiple levels first and foremost aaron nola was magnificent i mean aaron nola was just awesome it is in my opinion the best Aaron Nola we have seen since 2018 when he was of course as we all know a Cy Young contender top three Cy Young finisher um and was just amazing start start after start um the Aaron Nola we saw last night was that dude six innings three hits one and run 12 strikeouts and no walks 12 strikeouts and a ton of swings and misses like his stuff was nasty Aaron Nola was so locked in last night. And again, it's the best Aaron Nola I've seen since 2018 as far as I'm concerned. He was just awesome. 12 strikeouts in six innings. That's incredibly impressive stuff. Uh, some people were getting on Girardi for, for taking him out. 88 pitches in. I, I'm not going to do that, especially this year, this early in this year with 
you know, how weird this this whole situation is and how many doubleheaders the Phillies are going to have to play, how many games. I understand being somewhat cautious with a guy like Nola in that situation where he's not stretched out, where he just had a week off. He hasn't pitched in over a week. Um, I get it. I'm not going to kill him for it. But, look, it ultimately ended up losing them the game because Tommy Hunter comes in in the top of the seventh and, uh, and just falls apart, uh, allows four hits, gets no outs, two runs score. Thank God Adam Morgan comes in and, and does an amazing job. Morgan gets a huge strikeout and then a, a, a double play where Didi Gregor is just a, a outstanding defensive play, the kind of picking up a, a weird hop, a, a hard hit ball, and turning the double play there was crucial. Kept them in the game. Obviously, the offense was not able to get anything done against Zach Britton. And we'll get to the offense's role in this in just a second. But um, it was a uh, it was a nice job by Morgan. You know, in a, in a year where we have not had many nice jobs from the bullpen, the bullpen I believe has pitched sixteen innings and allowed seventeen runs. Um, but yeah, Tommy Hunter comes in and just kind of fritters away the game. Just had nothing. And I think there's. A lot of issues with this. And we'll get to the offense and their role in it because scoring one run in that game is unacceptable. You're going up against a bullpen game. Jonathan Loizaga started the game. You know, they they had opportunities. There were pitchers in there you could take advantage of. Granted, the Yankees' bullpen's good. Chad Green was great. Jack Britton obviously finished off great. But there were opportunities there, and the Phillies were unable to take advantage of them. But let's stick with the bullpen and the bullpen decisions. First and foremost, uh, yet again, this bullpen. <laughs> I mean, this bullpen. This bullpen. It is... Uh, it's a, it's a travesty. It's just a true travesty. And, uh, you know, it is it is what's going to bite them in the butt this season. You know, it's what's going to keep them from being a true contender. It's just that bad. It is a horrific bullpen. And, again, you have to blame Matt Klentak and, and potentially John Middleton. And, you know, what, if, if they did not get guys for money reasons, luxury tax reasons, whether it's not keeping Liriano or not signing guys like Dylan Batances or, or um, Blake Trinan or whoever this offseason um, – then that's a massive failure for this team because it's keeping them from contending. And if it's not, if it's Klentak, then then he deserves a lot of that blame too because he has not pieced together a good boat plan, even on a, a cheaper budget. So, um, and again, I've said this many times, but their belief that Sir Anthony Dominguez would be able to give them anything this year after rehabbing the, the arm injury that is always Tommy John and always has to happen um, that's on them. That's foolish. It was foolish. Everyone knew. Most people knew, let's say, that Sir Anthony Dominguez was not going to be able to give you anything. That he was going to have to get Tommy John surgery. It never works. It never works to rehab. It never works. And again, I don't blame him for trying it, for doing it. It's your arm. You don't want to get surgery, whatever. I get it. I understand that. But um, it never works. So I think the Phillies, if nothing else, not having a backup plan for that is is a, a massive, massive mistake by Matt Klintak. But ultimately, this bullpen is just... It's their Achilles heel. It's uh, it's what you know. Again, you know they've lost four games, and um, you know other than Velasquez and it, the bullpen sucked in that too. Cole Irvin certainly didn't keep that game close. Um, but like you know, pretty much the bullpen has lost them every single game they've lost. <laughs> Literally, um, it's been the bullpen's fault or made these games unreachable. Um, so it's it's incredibly frustrating. Now let's get to the Girardi part of it because I. Uh, I didn't love his decision making, but I also understand that he doesn't have guys who get outs. Uh, not going to Naris there and said Tommy Hunter. I'm gonna, you know, you gotta assume that the Naris couldn't go. But if he could, I think that's a massive mistake. And 
Otherwise, look, Tommy Hunter had uh, pitched one clean inning so far. Uh, he's supposed to be someone you can trust. I can't blame Girardi for going to Hunter there too much. Like, I get it. If you're not going to pitch Neris there, then it's either going to be Hunter, Alvarez, Morgan, you know, one of those guys. Personally, Jose Alvarez is the only one of those guys that I feel any level of confidence in. I think Jose Alvarez is a pretty good pitcher, and I feel pretty comfortable when he comes into a game. Obviously, Neris too, but um, Tommy Hunter, you know, <laughs> We've seen him at good innings, and we've seen him have bad, and I never feel super confident when he comes in. But, you know, I, Girardi's in a tough spot there. You have to you have to trust guys like that in that spot. So I get it. My issue with Girardi was not taking him out after the three batters. You know, I understand you have to leave him in for three batters, and it was clear he didn't have it. The two singles, the hit batter, it was like, all right, he doesn't have it. He does not have it. How is this guy facing five batters? He faced five batters. He gave up four hits and hit a guy. Uh, you know, he should have been out after three. I think that's where you can criticize Girardi. I think he deserves to get criticized there. Like, he should have been out after three batters. Face the minimum. It was so clear. It was so clear that Tommy Hunter just didn't have it. It was just one of those nights. Sometimes you can see it immediately. Sometimes you're just like, whoops, this guy is just not ready tonight. He doesn't have it. He doesn't have the stuff. And the Yankees were hitting him hard. And again, Morgan came in and got big outs and kept him in the game, and the offense couldn't get it done, obviously. But... Um, I think that's a fair criticism that Girardi did not pull Tommy Hunter sooner. Again, though, it, it, and I have made these points here that I, you know, I think there have been some spots where I, I think Girardi's made the wrong call. The Ramon Rosso in the first game in that spot just felt like he wasn't ready for that spot. Um, obviously, we, we talked a lot about uh, the deal as Garrett decision to bring him into that game at that time. Um, but again, at the same time, you can only blame Girardi so much for for trying to figure out what he has with a bullpen that he doesn't have anything. You know, I so, you know, how do you know if Ramon Rosso can do anything if if you don't put him into that spot? I get it, I get it. How do you know that? And, and again, the Tommy Hunter one, I won't kill him for. I will kill him for not getting him out earlier. I think it's it's pretty clear Hunter didn't have it. It was just clear. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get on him for for bringing Hunter into the first place I, again. Unless Naris really could have gone and they could have force narrows into that spot um i get it uh, tommy hunter's supposed to be better he's supposed to be one of your guys supposed to be able to some, be someone who can face righties and lefties and there were right-handed hitters up you know uh, so I, I i get it um but it is incredibly frustrating because you know aaron Noel goes out and, and just lights it up six innings 12 strikeouts he made one bad pitch the entire game one and unfortunately it was against luke voigt who blasted it in the left field seats, and and that's why it wasn't a one nothing game going into the seventh. Um, one bad pitch, really seriously. Nola was just was brilliant, and uh, it's a shame. It's a shame that that it has to end that way because Nola deserved better, and the team deserved better. Unfortunately, the other problem was the offense, and we've seen this offense again. You know, you don't want to kill them too much because they they put up an eleven spot in the first game, and again they are. Um, it is an incredibly small sample size, and they are also, uh, you know, again, still kind of coming off a, a long dormant period where their timing isn't quite what it should be, all that type of stuff. But still, man, this there just doesn't feel like – there feels like there's something missing with this offense. I mean, first and foremost, I mentioned it before, but Reese Hoskins is lost. I mean, he's lost. I know he's still walking. Um, the OBP is 407. That's great, but he's got a 211 slugging percentage. He's batting 158, and again, it's a small sample size, but he just doesn't look comfortable at the plate. He doesn't look anything like the Reese Hoskins who we grew to love and you know 
thought had a bright future. Uh, he's broken. And we knew it with the second half last year. Again, as we all know, we don't need to dive into it, but one of the worst second halves in Philly's history, potentially. I mean, he was the worst player in baseball over the second half. And, you know, you hope that, that things have been fixed, a new hitting coach, new staff, all that, whatever. And it just doesn't look like it is. He doesn't look comfortable at all. And he's still trying to pull everything. And um, he's just not – he doesn't look comfortable. And it's a legitimate concern because this offense – um, the difference between its its potential to be a, a solid offense and to be a really good or great offense hinges on Reese Hoskins' ability to be Reese Hoskins, and he hasn't been, and that's a killer. It's a killer. It's a real bummer, and again, only three hits in the game. Andrew Knapp, the only RBI, the RBI single, a little blooper. Neil Walker scores your only run. He had a, a couple hard hit balls, but you know a double and ended up scoring. But no one hit the ball hard. Adam Hazley had a hit. That was it. It was. A, and again, this is, this is against uh, a Jonathan Loizaga, who's a bullpen guy against Luis Avilon. And yes, Chad Green's a good pitcher. Adam Adovino's a good pitcher. Zach Britton's a good pitcher. I get it, but they just this offense has been far too inconsistent and it feels like something that we saw a lot of last year with the, a team that really could have a big inning or two and would put up some runs in bunches but in terms of just being a consistent pest like you know difficult to face offense they just haven't been that they haven't they haven't made pitchers work they haven't um really grinded out tough at bats like there were a couple of reasons had a good at bat uh hazley had a great at bat you know but like not as many as you'd like to see and just it doesn't feel like things are clicking offensively and again to be fair we were talking about a team that played three games and then was off for a week plus that is tough for baseball players going up against people who've been consistently playing and pitching and their their speed is where it needs to be so that is a tough spot i get it i get it but look it's a a short season where every game matters so much you can only um you can only use that excuse for so long before you need to, to figure something out i mean there needs to be a sense of urgency with this team because they don't have a lot of games to play, you know, and, and they got a tough schedule. They're playing the Yankees today, and then they got the Braves this week. I mean, that's hard. That's not easy stuff. And they, they've put themselves at a disadvantage now, and, and they're already at a disadvantage from the fact that they're going to have to play 56 games in 54 days if they're going to make all these up, which is the plan, and that, you know, that's doubleheaders and all this stuff that they're, they're going to tax their roster, tax their pitching staff. That's already a major disadvantage. We've talked a ton about the disadvantage they're at just having to play baseball with a week off compared to the teams that haven't. I mean, that's a disadvantage. Uh, there, Things have not – we talked a lot heading into the season about how things were kind of breaking the Phillies' way, you know, that you know there were some, some injuries in the NL East, some um, players opting out in the NL East, um, things that just kind of seem like, okay, you know, things are kind of – Feeling good for the Phillies. The Phillies are healthy. They're heading into the season with a with a pretty full roster and all that stuff. And then um, at that that short change quick, then that things things did not break the Phillies' way immediately, and have since been breaking the other way. And, and again, it's a it's a big disadvantage. It's a big disadvantage, and the Phillies are going to have to really, you know, show some toughness and mental fortitude to power through this. And uh, we'll see if they've got it. You know, we'll see if they've got it because certainly. Um, 
you know, again, it was nice to see them win a game yesterday, but they've lost uh, two or three of the Yankees so far, and there's a big one today. You, you really need to win it. Two and five is a tough start heading into Atlanta um, against an Atlanta team that's playing good baseball so far. Um, again, it feels weird to talk about to win five and being like panicky at all, but it is a really short season. Again, you know, when you, you think about it as, as each game being worth, you know, 2.7 games or whatever it is, or close to three games. I mean, it's a lot scarier than you're talking about being, you know, uh, you know, six and 15 or whatever at, at, at two and five, you know, that's tough or, you know, or five and a half and 14 or whatever it is, but it's not a great start in a normal season. And, and it, it, we do need to look at it through that prism. So um, you hope they bounce back today because they the, the bats need to get going a little bit. You can't have Aaron Nola go, again, we're killing the bullpen, and rightfully so. They deserve to get skewered. They do. It, it is a and, – and everything involved with it deserves to get skewered. But you also can't put up one run when Aaron Nola gives you a 6 and 12 strikeouts and, and, and expect to win a game like that's – that's on the offense too. It's on the lineup too. It goes all the way around. And uh, you know, Aaron Nola again was just awesome. And and it's a bummer because that's a game you should win. That's a game you should win, especially in a season where every win matters so much and where you've got such a tough schedule. You know, if you can steal a game like that from the Yankees, where Aaron Nola's going to go out and give you that sort of start, you got to steal it. You got to grab it. It's so important. It's so important. And the Phillies weren't able to. And that's that is something to be frustrated about. It's something to be disappointed about. You know, while again, I'm happy they won a game. Um, I did come out of yesterday more more disappointed than than not because it just felt like that second game was a game they should have won, shoulda, coulda won. You're going up against the Yankees bullpen. You know, Jonathan Lewisaga. How is the only run you get off Lewisaga? Andrew Knapp, little bloop single scoring Neil Walker like how is that it like where's Harper where's Romito where's where are the guys where are the dudes I guess Romito was excuse me wasn't playing but you know what I mean like where's the crew where are your hitters Reese Hoskins is such a bummer man I'm so so disappointed and and if he doesn't turn it around this offense isn't going to be as good it's going to be a, a, a real issue um and and then you look at a team like the Marlins who just keep winning games with a minor league roster it's like what are we doing here and granted they're playing the Orioles but um, it's frustrating. It was, uh, again, a more frustrating night than not. All right, before we get out of here real quick, I do have to mention one thing that was, was surprisingly not frustrating for me. I came in hating the idea. I'm, I wouldn't say I'm a, 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 just a total baseball purist. I like innovation. I like new things. I like fun things. Uh, I'm all about the let the kids play and all that stuff. But I also, there are certain things that just feel a little gimmicky to me or, or a little you know not baseball to me and and coming into this the seven inning double header was was one of those things and i gotta tell you i dug it i i really enjoyed the seven inning double header it was brisk it moved uh you know we still watch baseball till 10 something at night you know it wasn't short but it felt like it felt like it, it cut an hour and a half of time off and uh again i love baseball i want as much as i can get of it but it did feel, it felt better than I expected to. Again, I expected to kind of hate it at seven innings. That's not a baseball game. And it was, it worked. It worked for me. You know, it felt like there was enough um, action in the seventh and the, you know, sixth and seventh and getting up there. And it felt like, Gary, you kind of adjusted quickly to the idea that, that it wasn't going to be nine and that this was the end and all that stuff. And 
Um, I didn't hate it. I, I really went in expecting it, and I didn't. It really um, it moved, and in a good way, I thought. And uh, I think particularly for this season, as we were just talking about, for a Phillies team that has to play 56 games in 50 days, 54 days, whatever it is, I mean, and is going to play doubleheaders, like, it's a godsend. I mean, they need that. You know, teams need it this year where you're not playing those extra innings and not taxing your arms as much because there are going to be a lot of spots where teams are already going to be taxing their arms to a massive level and, um, you know, both bullpen and starter arms. And I just think this is an easy way to, to even on a, a minor level, kind of help with that a little bit. So um, I'm in, particularly for this year. Uh, you know, moving forward, we'll see if my, my feelings change or not, as we'll see more of these, as I'm sure, here in Philadelphia. Um, but I, uh, for right now, unexpectedly, in. I'm in on the uh, 7 double doubleheader. That's a shock, but I'm in. All right, a uh, big one today, again, as we uh, – we really need the Phillies to find a way to win this game. It's an important one. Uh, Zach Eflin making his first start of the year. How about that? That's crazy. 6.05 tonight. Uh, it looks like it's going to be Jordan Montgomery. It was possible it's going to be Tanaka as well, but uh, I think as of now it's Montgomery against Eflin. So another lefty on there. So hopefully we'll get to see Barrels Goslin in the lineup. We need it. Um, but regardless, um, big one tonight. Hopefully they can get it done. They need something from Eflin, so fingers crossed. And uh, we'll hope for the best in either way. We'll be back to talk about it tomorrow. So until then, thank you for listening. Stay safe and stay healthy. And again, thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.